Hi, welcome to another episode of the Jaguar Podcast. I'm Victor, and of course, you know, here on this podcast, we talk about the lived experiences of Nigerians in the diaspora. So on today's episode, I have with me a very interesting person, a, a friend who I met while I was in while in Germany, and he's also interested in my in the same university as myself. I'll let him introduce himself. Ekene. Uh, hi, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your podcast. I am Ekene. I'm from Nigeria, and yeah, I I met uh, Victor, who is your host, um, while doing my master's program at Hochschule uh, Neu-Ohm. Yeah, so I'm studying digital transformation and global entrepreneurship at the master's level, and um, yeah, so briefly about um, my story here in Germany. Okay. Uh, I, I arrived. Germany on September 2018 to take on a second bachelor program in business and engineering at um, University of Applied Science, Wurzburg, Schweinfurt. I graduated in uh, September 2022 and began my master's program Im immediately in October 2022. And uh, yeah, so looking forward to sharing my experiences with you. Thank you. All right. So I was going to ask, I think you've mentioned to me before that um, the program you did earlier was your second bachelor's degree. So I'm curious as to why you had to start a second degree after you had a first one from Nigeria. Okay. I I studied marketing in Anambra State University and graduated in 2013, after which I did my NYC, like every other person, and got a job in um, ShopRite retail supermarket. Yeah, so going forward, um, I, I began to question what is it I really want for myself career-wise while doing my job at ShopRite. And I also questioned my academic background. Like, I was asking myself, studying marketing, yeah, I've been enlightened about um, businesses in general, management in general, but um, given our Nigerian environment and space, um, is marketing as a cause really um, sellable? Yeah, it's it's if it's a it's a practice that when you do, you in some companies you get paid very well as long as you can bring in the accounts and all that stuff, but. Uh, as a career growth for me personally, is this what I was looking out to achieve and and um, settle for all through my life? And with the way the world is going in terms of technological advancements, I was like uh, questioning myself, am I not capable to tap into this um, wave of technological advancements? Is it possible for me to jump into that field and see what I could attain from it, be it from the field from of IT uh, or any other in general. So that's curiosity of what I could do um, made me open to the prospects. So I never knew that yeah, a day will come, I'll have to leave for Germany. And when the day came, I had to make that decision whether to continue um, with a master's program in marketing or in the field of management in general, or I should grab the opportunity now and jump into STEM. Then I found this course in University of Applied Science, Wilsbach Schweinfurt, Business and Engineering. I went through their course content and it was a perfect fit. And that was the journey of me beginning the second bachelor program. Okay. I mean, I... I find it interesting that you actually had to leave your master's program. Did you at any point wonder maybe if I should have, like, did you consider finish up the master's before you traveled or did you just think, well, whatever, it's just better to travel? Yeah, I, I enrolled for my master's after I graduated from Anambra State University in 2013. I wrote for my master's in um, in Abdiazikwe University from, uh, in marketing in 2015. Uh, during the process of doing my master's program, there was um, in my second 
um, semester. I don't I can't even remember how we called it back home, but yeah, equivalent to like what we have here, my second semester. Then came this ASU strike that hit the federal universities and every other universities in Nigeria. At that moment, I was already writing my master's thesis um, and I was following up my supervisor. I would have loved to complete my master's program at UNISIC, but for that strike. And I was spending a lot because I was living in uh, Onisha as a den because I was working in on, on the branch of ShopRite after I moved from Ikeja branch. Uh, coming from Anisha to Orca for my program was taking a lot of my finances. Yeah. And after the after the strike, I was like, yeah, even when we come back, how I can't continue with this. And like I said, I was already questioning, even while doing my master's program, I was still questioning, like, where would this master's of marketing take me to? Yeah. What am I looking to achieve from me? I couldn't answer that question. But the fact I couldn't answer that question made me say, yeah, man, I think I need to have a change of field. Then this opportunity for Germany came for, I, was, I didn't blink twice. <laughs> I made that decision to drop the master's program and, yeah, jump into this. Okay, I mean, I think that makes sense, especially since there was a strike and so it was an easier decision to make. And given that you mentioned that you couldn't see um, what it all was leading to. Now, which again brings me to the next question. So um, why is it, why, why the choice of Germany? Because we know most Nigerians, when they travel, they are looking at Canada. People are considering the United States, maybe the UK. But then there is Germany and the, the language is, it, is, there's a different language altogether. I'm curious as to why you decided, okay, Germany is the place I want to go study. Yeah, the choice of Germany was um, quite, it came to me while brainstorming. I'll say that. Like, it got to that point where I was discussing with my family and they say, okay, have you ever thought of moving abroad? And if you are going to move abroad, which country would you consider? As a young man that is enlightened of what, what applies when it comes to moving abroad, I, I already know that the easiest route is to go through student visa. Okay. Anything, anything outside of this yeah, it becomes quite challenging. Yeah, so I then I asked the question, okay, I know what applies in Canada already, what applies in UK, the United States when it comes to tuition fee. And that's just tuition fee. You still have to uh, provide your means of sustenance and some yeah. other things involved. I looked at my financial capability, my sponsor's financial capability, even though they might be able to sustain that, it will strain them. I consider that I'm, I'm not just the only child. I have siblings. My family have projects as well to handle. So I don't encourage them making that heavy investment on just me alone, just because I want to move to US, Canada, or, or there, or wherever. So I have to look at where are the countries that are, which countries are quite affordable for studies. Then I, I began my search again. I'm a, I'm a member of um, a, a Nigerian forum, Naira Land, which I've been a member since... Um, um, I was that I think since 2007 or thereabouts, quite a, a long time, yeah. So, and um, I just went to the travel section of the of that forum, glanced through what is happening when it comes to visas and stuff. Then I saw the German student visa trade. I was like, Germany? Oh, I've never thought of it. The idea of when we talk about all these European countries, we always think of the language barrier immediately. Like, oh, these are not English-speaking countries. That means they will not have English-speaking programs. That is always the uh, mindset when you've not sorry, done yes. your, yeah when you have not done your research. So, without even diving deep into the thread, I just remember that I I I we have a family friend living in Berlin, immediately 
we reached out to this person and asked the person a few questions. The person was like, yeah, it's great if you come here to study, study only. That's, this person gave me the assurance to what I was already thinking about. That, oh, it's study that is the best route. Then any other route is not recommended. And I was like, oh, thank you. And this is all I needed. And I made my research. I then found out for the first time then that, oh, so German University offer free tuition. One, um, German universities have many interesting programs, quite interesting, that if you check the equivalent of these programs in the United States or the UK or wherever else, it's a to, it's to drill up to suck out millions from your pocket yeah i was like and you could get this for for free i was like wow then i just had to look at what what are those things involved which found out we just need a block account or a sponsorship letter or a scholarship and found out that the admission process is quite easy something you could handle you don't need any agent to do that for you and yeah so it was, and the prospects, aside my program being in English, the, the excitement of me picking up a new language, because I took it upon myself that, okay, while I'm processing this, I'll go to Gote Institute in yeah. Lagos to learn the language since I have to wait for appointment dates and so many other things. Let me just spend that time grabbing the language because somebody on that film recommended that that learning the language will open a lot of doors for you as well. And the prospect of even learning that language, I was already happy and excited about it. And Germany was just it. Even if the money for UK or US came out eventually, I was too settled for Germany. And yeah, so it was an easy decision to make. Okay, thank you. I mean, when you were talking, you mentioned Neverland. I think anyone who has lived in Nigeria who has ever sought for admission, has ever sought for a job must have visited Naira land because that forum is always very helpful. And personally, when I was also traveling, I had to check Naira land a couple a couple times myself, especially since I aside I didn't apply. I I mean Germany of course, but I didn't just apply to German universities. I applied to, to Polish universities. I applied to UK universities and Canadian universities, and I found out. Most of the information I was looking for, they, they seem to have been more reliable information on Naira land than yeah. any other platforms in the world. Yeah. Now, something you mentioned about financing, you said you were considering not to be a strain to, on your family. I'm curious as to if maybe at any point you felt, will I say some shame or felt guilty for having left invest after such a long time and then you wanted to do something and you're still having to fall back on your family. I'm going to give you an instance. Personally, when I finished my, I knew from the get-go that after, I was, when I was still in UNICEF that I wanted to do my master's abroad. Interestingly, also when I was in finals, my family started talking about me studying abroad and I was like, okay, let's do this. But when I finished, I said, wait for, my, um, wait for your youth service. After your youth service, you can do the master's abroad. The funny thing is, between the time I finished my youth service, I was like, okay, I don't think if I'm traveling abroad, I want, I want it to be sponsored by my father. I felt like it's if I've if they've done the investive thing, I should be able to raise the money to take care of that. Which is one of the reasons I had to like stop my studies because I was hoping get a job, work for a few time. But of course, you realize that things things don't work like that in Nigeria. Yeah. Eventually, I still have to fall back on my family to do most of the sponsoring for my master's ab abroad. So my question here is, did you feel any type of way that, did you feel disappointed in yourself? What was your mindset when you had to rely on your family to sponsor you for your studies years after graduating from the university? Okay. Um, the thing is that um, I would say it's issues like this are subjective. In the sense that my family in particular are lovers of education. My dad, my mom, yeah. they love education. So no matter your age, no matter what you have done in the past, no matter, as long as you mention that you want to go to school, you want to study, you want to do, you want to do something related to academics, they will support you. So it was an easy thing to reach, to discuss this with my, with my parents and yeah, they were 
happy to hear that from me and willing to phone me when necessary. So I didn't feel any shame because I'm someone that um, was expressive of my concerns. Even, even before I graduated from my Bachelor of Marketing program, yeah. I was already raising that concerns. Like, it just gets, it just, the reality just set in in my final year. Like, what do I even really want to do with this marketing degree? And I was already like um, looking forward to the extent I was one of those that we are moving the motion that NYSE should be scrapped because I was like, federal government should invest more finances and funds into skill acquisition or stuff that would um, make Nigerian graduates have easy transition into the labor market. Fine, sure. many people have positive experiences from NYSE, NYSE and how it has helped them, but I'm still questioning it. And uh, I would say I was questioning maybe because of the program I did. So it was there was no shame there, and it was easy, and support was there, and um, it was even them that it was even my dad in particularly in particular that told me, ah, have you ever thought of this? Because I never I never brought it up to him, because I was already considering. I'm someone that is built with a family mindset that okay, don't just think think about yourself, think about your parents think yeah. about the burden of the finance on them think about your siblings as well so with that in mind i don't just throw things to the decks and say oh i want this and you guys must get this for me no i have to weigh the options and okay this is more affordable i think i can this is not affordable i have to squash the idea so no shame in, in general okay i mean that makes sense and now that you mentioned the nyc See, that was the worst one year of my life. <laughs> that was the worst one. Okay, not necessarily the worst, but one of the worst one years of my life. And that three weeks camp, <laughs> it was horrible. I I, I don't know how it. people go to that go through that camp and they, and they come out and they're excited and they say they have good memories. If I can <laughs> purge that memory out of my brain, I would have done it. It was the worst three weeks of my life. No cap. But mm. then <laughs> we know how things work in Nigeria where even when things no longer work, we still stuck to them because maybe it's worked at some point. But NYC mm -hmm. doesn't feel personally doesn't feel like it feels like the need has been overridden. It's no longer of any value, it doesn't solve any problem at this point. Yeah. 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 Well, back to back to your studies now. So you left, you studied marketing and then go ahead to study business and engineering. I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, engineering sounds like it's deep into sciences and researches and practic practicals that you didn't have experience of studying marketing. Um, curious as to how you were able to adjust and find your footing and what made you feel confident that you could study something that has that is engineering related in any way? Yeah, um, so I was confident that I could do this because I I had a background in science in my secondary school. In other words, I was a science student in secondary school. So I did chemistry, did physics, did um, further mathematics and named them, and all the subjects related to science. But studying marketing was still part of the Nigerian factor whereby you go for your, your preferred science course you want to do university, you write jam, you pass your jam, you write QCME, but still you don't meet up the cutoff mark or even though you meet it, they've collect, collected the quota they needed and all that stuff. You can imagine taking jam. Yeah, my case was even small. Yeah, people have taken jam and QCME five times, six times. I took time, jam three times. I think it was the third time I just gave up and I said, ah, I started questioning my ability in science. Why is it that I'm struggling to get admitted into a science program in university? And I just gave up and said, okay, let me switch field to economics. I applied for economics in my job, did it, passed it, 
did post-CMA, passed it. But however, I wasn't still even given the economics. I was given marketing when I went to the admission board. Due to the frustration of, oh, I'm tired of being at home and all that stuff, I settled for, I see, I, I would say I gave up easily. I settled for the marketing and did it. Which no regrets because, yeah, marketing, in, in, in reality, marketing, I recommend the course marketing to everyone. It's an interesting field to study. So, what am I saying? This is me going back to my home. Germany gave me an opportunity to go back to that science again. And uh, when I began the program, it was not easy because imagine you leaving all this technical stuff for a long time and coming back to it. The course business and engineering, it's, it uses the broad term, but inside the program, you can, after the first semester, you begin to specialize. Okay. And whatever part of business you want to specialize, you have the opportunity of specializing in sales, and on marketing or production, and uh, which one again? I think there are four of them. And on the business angle, you could specialize on electrical engineering or mechatronics or mechanical engineering. So there were so many options. And all these um, specializations have courses, electives that you must take. So I came across all those technical courses again. And how was I able to cope doing that? I already knew that, man, I would have to do a lot of cash up with my classmates because yeah. I know most of them, they have a strong background. They're coming directly from the field. I just, I joined study groups, like about two or three, uh, yeah, I'll say three study groups. One was anchored by Cameroonian, who is, who, was, uh, who is very good and my good friend till date. His name is Desmond for, for talk. Another was handled by some, by another Nigerian, uh, by a Nigerian, Mujahid, is a Lagosian. And some other random, well, as long as it's a study group, you see me yeah. there. I try as much as possible to attend classes and I make sure I don't miss it. Even when I don't understand them, you can attend some technical classes throughout the lecture period. You don't understand a thing from that class. But what was my motivation? I found out that this Cameroonian, that's actually the best student in my set, and the brilliant ones that know their stuff, they were not missing classes. If these guys can't miss classes, how much more myself that don't know anything? What, what should I give as an excuse? Yeah. Like, stay in the class, even though you don't understand whatever, just stay there and be taking, taking down notes and all that stuff. And when you join study group, eventually you you grab what the professor was saying all along. And that was actually working as planned. And all those things I was just jotting down in class that I didn't understand. In study group sessions, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. And yeah, the professor is right. And it stuck. And with this approach, I was able to survive, pass my exams did well like the grades were also okay i was quite impressed with my performance even my friends that knew where i was coming from someone coming from the marketing background and doing engineering they were like wow if you could pass this exact as uh, this this exact um course while other engineering students or other people from the field they are feeling it it shows how good you are or how intelligent you are yeah exactly mm. so that was how I survived. I survived that uh, transition. Wow, quite interesting. I mean, I didn't even know that it was possible to study marketing from a science background like you had in your secondary school. And there's something you talked about, um, the jump thing. I think years ago, I read somewhere that people most likely get admission after the second trial of writing jam. And then the next of people that get admission are people that are writing for the third time before people are writing for the first time. So if you're writing a jam, which means statistically, when you're writing a jam for a second time, you have a higher chance that someone is, who is writing for the first time. Even someone that's writing for the third time has a higher mm -hmm. chance than someone writing for the first time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that has changed. This was like over, over 10 years ago. I don't know if that has changed now, but again, it points to some of the problems that we have in a country like Nigeria, because I would think if 
the government has access to such data, it makes sense to want to restructure the exam so you don't have people repeating year in, year out. But again, some of the things are broken in the country. Now, yeah. let's try and like draw a comparison between your experience studying in Germany and your experience studying in Nigeria. Are there some similarities? What are the differences? Just like do a comparison of both experiences. Just so that someone who is maybe trying to consider studying a similar program or just going to Germany to study could have uh, an idea of what to expect. Okay. Um, you know, in Germany, there are two there are different types of university. We have university, which is university itself. We also have university of applied science. And um, the notion or the meaning of the uh, university of applied science is, um, is uh, this university is more practical oriented. Yeah, it's not just about theory. Yeah. yeah, so I attended University of Applied Science, which is now renamed to Technical University of Applied Science. So it's getting more technical as time goes on. So, uh, so I I don't think uh, it's fair to do um, a comparison between my university in Nigeria with this technical university, because everything I did here in Germany was practical oriented. And not just practical per se. It's not just using um uh, what I say sample to carry out practical. We are using real, real life situation, real life case studies to to study. And doing this is already makes us prepared for the field already, even while still being a student. Because you practice exactly what you see, for example, in the engineering industry or the banking industry or, or name them, whatever industry. Because my study, my course is business and engineering. So we fit in the business world. We also fit in the engineering world. So it's my degree. I can also study. I can also work in the banking sector. I can also work in the finance and name them. You see? So uh, doing this, there's a very huge difference. Yeah, when compared to what I did in Nigeria, they say huge difference in the sense that um, we are already equipped with tools, with uh, modern tools to solving problems. We are equipped with I we are equipped with skills, modern skills as well. Name them IT skills, um, soft soft skills, like um, the leadership skills, public speaking skills. We are equipped with um, technology as well. We don't just, um, we don't, for instance, we should we'd have heard from computer science students in Nigeria. Most of their exams, which involve coding, are, are written uh, in analog, in the handwritten. Yeah, but in this case, we are, we are solving it directly on the computer, coding, and submitting the fi final project to the professor to grade. So um, it's hard, it's, it's, Highly practical to the core. I, I can't give it a percentage, but it's clocking a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, this whole thing about practical, for me, that's one of my biggest challenges studying in Germany. I know when I say it, everybody looks at me funny. And when I was in Unis, like, I was just complaining that I didn't have much practical experiences. And now I have it, I'm like, hey, it's not too much. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes I wish that I have some. So for my program, like I'm also in, the, I mean, we're at the same university, so it's also a Hochschule, which, you know, it's more practice-based. I'm always mm -hmm. like, when is the theory coming on board? Can't you do some theory first? Why do I have to always jump into some practical exercises? But mm -hmm. on, on, a, on, a, on a more positive side, I think for me, it has also made me more confident because mm -hmm. at first I felt lost. Why do I have to? I feel like I wasn't getting enough theoretical framework to practice whatever I was learning. So at first I was feeling lost, but over time I'm I'm doing things I never did before and just being able to figure it out on the go and still manage a good result has made me more confident. And I've seen some of these things playing out at work. Mm -hmm. 
Though I still think there should be more theory. I mean, for me, I don't know about any other person. I just think there should have been more theories because I think I learn more when I discuss things than I I build on that over time as opposed to just rushing in and doing all the practice. But again, we all have different learning methods. Yeah. yeah, so before we go, before we even go further to discuss working and schooling, I'm curious to, let's imagine, for instance, that we wake up tomorrow and things are perfect in Nigeria. Would you still would you and would you would you still prefer to study in Nigeria? Let's no let's say the school structure system has not been restructured, but let's just say the economy is better and you find a course that gives you the prospect you are looking for. Would you still prefer to study in Nigeria just because it's more feels more like home? Or would you want to still go ahead and travel abroad to study? I'll still pick studies abroad. Reason okay. is that um you not just what you learn in class, you you meet um, diverse people. Because being surrounded by students from other parts of the world, you get to see their thought process, you get to work with them in teams, and you get to solve problems together. You see, it's it's um, gives you a different perspective towards uh, towards finding a solution. Yeah, it gives you it gives you a global perspective. So I think it's an edge compared to just being in Nigeria, being with your Nigerian environment, and just having the the vibe of feeling at home. So there's more to education than just what we experience in the classroom. It goes beyond the classroom and that is what education is uh, in my in my perspective like as feeling the world experiencing the world and there you have more insights of um, cultures of um, perspective of um, mindset yeah so i'll pick abroad studies um, yeah uh, yeah it's not as if you would you would um, flop or you will not be fully accomplished if you study Nigeria in, in a good Nigerian economy. You would, you would, everything will be fine. But yeah, you won't take away the fact that traveling wild, um, traveling around the globe and experiencing life in general makes you stand out. Well, I think I agree with that. So when when I told you about this podcast, you told me you wanted to discuss talk, um, schooling and working and the challenges involved. So I assume that you were working while you were studying, right? Yeah. So how long did it take you after you came into Germany? I think you said you, you mentioned me that you came in September 2018, right? Yeah. So yeah. yes, so you came in September. How long did it take you to settle in and start looking for a job and finally getting a job? From the time you came? Yeah. So I came in September 2018, while the semester officially began October 2018. Okay. And um, the semester was to end uh, February 2019. That's the, let me say, first week or second week of February 2019. Okay. So for, for me, because I already know where I'm coming from, I already know, I already have a vision. I already know that... Uh, that I want to, I want to be successful in this program. It's not just I understand we all have different reasons for living in Nigeria. So I've left for just Oman and Japa, and to Japa is is school now the shortest way. Mm. For me, I think I don't I don't have that mindset. For me, I was like, oh, this is an opportunity to make amends to finally get that career um, path I'm wishing for, yeah, or to finally get that. Um, technological skills uh, I wanted. So I know that I have to give extra effort given coming from a marketing background. So I have mm -hmm. to, aside classes, I have to join study groups and stuff. So no time to work. So I wasn't even looking for jobs when I arrived. Thankfully, I had a block account yeah. with funds in it, which I could sustain till the end of the semester, which was in uh, February, second week of February. And uh, yeah, so in while the month of January was already coming to an, an end, I've already started making inquiries from 
fellow students on ground, including Nigerians, like, okay, what do you guys normally do here for job? Like, where can I work during the semester break? At that moment, majority of the students travel to a nearby city called um, Rotendorf okay. to work. And I was like, okay, that's that's a good one as long as it pays the bills. And yeah, so immediately after I dropped my pen mm -hmm. for for the for, for, for my exam for that semester, the following Monday I resumed work, and yeah, it was not really a challenge. Okay, I mean, that means it was, will I say, kind of easy for you to find something? Um, would we say easy? I would say, preferably, I and many other students would have preferred to find a job within our city, which was um, Schweinfurt. Yeah. That was where um, FRVS is. But I think it was a challenge at that time to get a job within. So... With buying, um, taking a train and traveling for how many minutes was that again? I can't remember. It's quite a long time. Traveling every morning. We have to wake up very early in the morning by five. Uh, we have to leave the house like around five or thereabouts to patch up with the first train and travel for minutes before we arrive and we start. It was, it was not a preferred um, option. Yeah, it's not. We would have preferred to have a job in the city. That's yeah, to save us that that the stress. Time and stress. Yeah, the commute time. Yeah, exactly. So, but oh, however, we were we were able to manage it, and over time, you get used to it. You're used to just waking up in the morning, coming back, taking the train, and the distance no longer becomes a problem to you. So, yeah. It's still, it's still okay, I would say. So you mentioned you started the job after the first semester. So when the semester began again, when the holiday was over, did you quit and start, or were you not trying to manage the both of them? Yeah, so this is um, where, where I, I, I would say I acted different as some other students as well. Okay. Due to due to my vision, which I was driven by, I was like, I can't joke with these studies. In as much I needed that money, in as much as uh, because the second semester began in March, so we just had based on the calculation, we just had only just let me say one month and one week to work, which was not still enough. I still needed to work more so I can raise more money and yeah, cover up with expenses and yeah, because certainly you know how it works. That yeah. our block account just sustains us for one year. You have to prove you have another one one year funds to renew your permit. But I had to make a decision that I know what I want, and I quit immediately. I quit the moment we we resumed school. I just stopped, and to the surprise of my fellow colleagues, like ah, can everything they up? I be this work don't tire you. I said it's not about tire tiredness. I have to go back to class. And with that, I was able to man because of that difficult decision. I had to cut down my costs, manage my finances in general, even manage my living. I had the option of just living in a single private apartment, but I'm like, ah, no, whatever that will bring down my costs of living, yeah. I'm open to it. I had to settle down for a shared apartment, a four room shared apartment, paying 200 and 30 euros per month and um, I was not comfortable with the setting because you know when you live with people that are that their hygiene are questionable it can be challenging but I'm like anything to live a, uh, a a moderate life or name it just to save money I'm open for it so that was how I managed all through the process so what did you now do when it was time to renew your permit? How did you manage to do that? Because I imagine that by this time also, you would have been getting funds from your block account, which must have been depleted. Yeah. When it came to the time for renewal, um, thankfully, because of my lifestyle, 
I just manage the number of clothes, the jackets, good to your head. Germany is a country whereby they have more, more, there's more of winter than summer, so you're always putting on jackets. So people don't really care about the outfits you're putting on. Just manage the few clothes I have, the few boots I had. Just, yeah. So I didn't spend much on clothing. I didn't spend much on feeding. I, I know how to cook. So cooking was saving me more money than buying food from the restaurants. And so I was able to save. I was able to save money, which I could use as a proof of my funds for the next renewal. And um, off the book, there are stuff we Nigerians did to support each other. Like, okay, if you're able to save, like, say, 5,000 euro, and you need, because that time it was 8,000 euro to yeah. prove your, your statement. If you're able to save 5,000, you could just meet if your fellow Nigerian, borrow 3,000 euro to just make round up the sum. Uh, yeah, to make it up and, yeah, show us a proof. But over time, that became a problem because, yeah, it got exposed and, yeah, it's... People not being cost. reliable. Ex exactly, exactly. So that was how we were able to sustain ourselves and, yeah, it was going fine. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> First of all, you're a better human than I am because <laughs> I imagine being able to live for such a long time, not buying new, maybe not clothes, but at least new things just to be able to keep up. That must have been tough and I and commendable. Let's be clear. So you were only working during the holiday all through your studies? Yeah, only during, not all through my studies. It got okay. to a time um, during higher semester when I now understood my environment. And uh, yeah, I became, you know, over time you, you become stronger. You become um, well equipped to manage your your life in general. Okay. So with that, I was able to also find look out for part time jobs I could do while even the semester was going on. Like some jobs, some jobs I did, um, I had to resume four p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. So like I go to class by eight fifteen in the morning from 8.15 down to the afternoon. And when it comes, when it's time for that, my job, I have to leave school and go straight to the job, work for two, three hours, and I return back home. So I did jobs like that. I, I also did um, midnight jobs where I worked for three hours, starting from, from um, um, 12 p.m. or one, yeah, 12 p.m. to like 3 p.m. And 12 in midnight to 3 a.m. in the morning sometimes to four it depends on when we resume sometimes we resume one and close by four sometimes we even resume two and close by five i did jobs like that midnight and when i come back home like around five or six i just sleep for two hours or thereabouts wake up brush my teeth wash my face and go straight to the 8 15 class in the morning you know the sleepwalk right. class I do the, hey, you know, go sleep now you know over time you, over time you begin to even pick up habits you never had in nigeria Habits like um, drinking coffee to keep awake, you see? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, you just get used to it. Like I said, you become stronger. It should be obvious in your face. You see, your friends, you see a swollen eye and, and make fun out of it and stuff. Wow, so that's your eye, swell, everything they saw. Yeah, but you you know where you're coming from. You know that yeah. you have to work all night. And... You know, we don't do attendance here in Germany. Nobody cares whether you come to class or not. Or they just want you. Yeah, just come and write your exam. So, but still, I'm like, I have to be in this class. I, I, I had no excuse. And yeah, I was that disciplined to the extent that I made sure I didn't miss any class. So, in between, I miss, I miss some, like, there are some classes that fell from, from 4 p.m. to 6 6 p.m. And those were the times I had that my part-time job. Yeah. I, I missed some I missed those classes and it kind of affected my grades. overall performance. Yeah, my grades. Like on a norm. These are courses that yeah, I would have done so well, maybe get a distinction. But I settled for an average grade, which I was still thankful for. Like, okay, so I can't even manage this and I could even miss classes and read. 
read the uh, lecture contents of the professor and use that to prepare and pass my exams. I was like, as long as everything is working, as long as I'm moving on fine, why not? I can settle for an average grade as long as I can balance and pay my bills. So it becomes a thing whereby you, you yourself, you feel this maturity in you. You feel yeah. that, yeah, yeah, you, you have built this um, dependability on yourself to mm -hmm. make strong decisions that sometimes it backfires, sometimes it's, it works well for you. Yeah, so that was my uh, a brief of my story. Quite interesting. So, um, I mean, if someone, someone listening would be wondering what kind of jobs were you doing at this time? Yeah. Um, first, the first job I did in Germany was to work for a, a fashion, a fashion um, designer company called S. Oliver. They okay. produce, they produce and design clothes, bags, shoes, name them, anything related to fashion and lifestyle. Yeah. So I was working as um, the logistic helper just to pick up um, the products and put into a, into the package and send it out on a conveyor belt. Sometimes we pick, like we we have a quotation of the the customer um, of the customer order. Yeah. We pick the quantity that is written. When we pick it, place it in the package. We take it and send it out. So we just we do that standing for eight hours. There's wow. a one hour break in between. Just do that, and at the end we we are paid per hour. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, at the end of the month, you get your money, which was yeah, the money. Yeah, could satisfy a lot of things, pay your bills, your health insurance, and name them. You could even have some to send back home if you have dependents back home. So yeah. it was doing a lot. Yeah, so I did that job. I've also worked with uh, a company that produces bicycle parts and sell them as well. The same thing, the same picking, sorting, logistics process. Uh, for the part-time jobs I did while studies were going on, all those two hours, three hours job in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. For some of them, I, I worked as a um, cleaner for some companies where I used their cleaning machine to clean the floor or the offices and all that, dust the tables, the, the decks and stuff. And uh, what else again? Mm, yeah, those were the major jobs for me. Those logistics jobs and office cleaning jobs. And yeah, for me, was some, all of my colleagues worked in restaurants where they supported the kitchen. Some did delivery, delivery of uh, magazines, newspapers, Pizza and yeah, name them. Was it not possible to do other jobs aside the menial jobs? There are possibilities to do other jobs, possible even more professional jobs that you'll be proud of as a student and you can be proud of putting in your CV. Um, in Germany, we have what we call working student jobs here mm -hmm. for. And these working student jobs, you could you could take up professional roles, professional roles like um, uh, pro programmer, data data analyst, name them, or any sort of professional roles. Yeah, but you know, when it comes to these student jobs, one it depends on your city. Like hearing from other students that live in live in bigger cities like. Munich, Stuttgart, um, Berlin. Yeah, Frankfurt. Most of, yeah, Frankfurt. Most of them could easily get these work, working student jobs in English. Yeah, because the challenge for we international students is if you are living yeah, in the smaller language. cities, yeah, majority of the working student jobs there are in German language. Cities like Schweinfurt, where I did my bachelor program, yeah, it's it's it, it is a small city, and majority of jobs there are yeah, in German language. Even if you see ones that are in English language, they request also for German language that you should be good in it. Yeah. Now the question is, when you go for interviews for this day, 
are you good enough compared to the other candidates they interviewed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could even learn language, um, the German to understand. You go, they do interview for you in two different phases, both in English and German. Eventually, yeah, that language could be what would make them yeah. decide not to take you. So it was a challenge for us to go for those professional student jobs. So we just had to settle for the minor ones okay, as long so as it pays the bills. Yeah. Well, so what, what I understand from this is it's possible to do the corporate jobs, but you just have to be in a big city and maybe have your German profi- high German proficiency. Yeah, German high German proficiency makes you have that opportunity to get that professional job from from onset from that's that's so a working student job could even be your first job in the country yeah. if you have a high German proficiency that is one. Secondly, you can make up for it if you don't have a high German proficiency. You can make up for it if you have a high IT skill. Okay. Yeah, because when it comes to IT, like programming in JavaScript or Python or SQL, and you have related work experience to back these things. Yeah, most of all these rules say you have no business with interaction per se. So it's you and your computer. You have a a, a project they're giving to you you that you have to hand in later at the end of the week. They give you the the job and you get it done. So the more IT inclined you are as an international student, the better for you to have these professional jobs. True. I, th- I think that ma- that makes a lot of sense. So one thing is, um, in Nigeria, you know, it's hard. I don't know how this, the way the system works. It's almost hard for people to study and school. I've always yeah. wondered if it's, I mean, I knew there were one or two people who maybe managed to do one or two jobs, but it's like very unusual. And for a while, I've always, sometimes I randomly think, if it's possible to have such a system in Nigeria where people can do part-time here, go to school, do part-time job, do you think it's a possibility at all? Yeah, it's a possibility. You know, in general, we have the issue of unemployment in Nigeria. Sure. So even the graduates, even those that are prepared to take on jobs, they don't have jobs. How much more students now, but however, companies can make rooms for students as long as it's not a full-time job. Like, mm-hmm. you can, yeah, yeah it's also a, a benefit to the companies if they have this insight that, yeah, it is more profitable to take in students than even graduates. They could take advantage of it and provide something similar that Germany does. It will be a win-win situation for the students and also for the companies. So, yeah. Nigerian companies can do this. It will go a long, long way. It should also help students, aside the money students make for themselves, it will help them in their in their course of study, especially if, yeah, because most of these working student jobs are professional. It's always related to what you're studying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes more sense to be practicing already what you're already studying in, in class. True, yeah, I think, so I think that makes sense. Now I'm curious, at outside the financial benefits, why would someone want to work and study? Is there any reason someone would want to work and study as a student, as a foreign student in Germany? Yeah, um, I will answer this in two aspects. Uh, first, to work as a working student, which is more professional. The, the reason it's highly recommended to work as a working student and study is this fills in that gap of working experience in your portfolio or in your resume. Like you see, you've come across cases and that's actually the reality where you graduate and you want to apply for a job and they're asking for two years experience, three years experience. I've been doing a working student job by the side as a student solves this problem already yeah. this that job counts as a work experience already you see so it's it's not a case whereby you graduate and all you have to show for it is just your degree yeah the it's the the market 
they, it's getting more competitive that you have to stand out. Even as it stands now, grades no longer even matter again. People want to know what you can do and what have you done to prove that you can do this. You don't just claim you can do this and you can do that. What projects have you done? Where have you worked to show that you can do this? And here, that's why jobs like this help you. Then for the unskilled jobs that uh, students does, uh, aside the financial benefits, I think it also helps the international students to integrate, to know what it's like in this society. Because when you go to go do this job, you get to meet other people, you get to even meet the, the citizens of the country, you interact, you improve. Most students have testified that they improved on their German skill while working during the holidays or while working during the semester because they had to respond to their supervisor or to their boss in German. Yeah. They had to force it out of themselves. Yeah, so it helps your, your core competencies. And yeah, that's one benefit and many more other benefits are that um, are individual per se. Yeah, because it's subjective. Yeah. Okay, good. all right. If you didn't have to worry about money, would you have worked and school at the same time or would you have just held off and maybe wait to get a working student role or just hold off completely? If I didn't have to worry about money, I wouldn't have taken on those menial jobs. Okay. I would have kept on hunting for the working student role. And at the same time, because there's no guarantee that I'll get it immediately. So that free time I have, I would have used it to acquire relevant skills to that career which I'm chasing. Yeah. There are some skills that you don't learn in school. Right. There are some skills you have to go learn externally, take certification for it. And there are some also volunteering internships or jobs you could do. Not necessarily about the uh, not pay you. It's, it's, you volunteer. Yeah, you could think of those things, equip yourself experience-wise, skill-wise. So if for me, it would have been more of skill acquisition. That would have, I would have used that time to replace, um, yeah, working menial jobs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So based off your experience and the experience of some of your colleagues or other people you've known, um, what should someone have in mind if they are really considering studying and working in Germany? Okay, based on my experience, yeah. I would say, I would recommend to every young person that is not yet um, married or have dependents or you don't have much responsibilities to um, think more about your future on the long term, okay. not necessarily the, the short term. And by doing this, as long as you your mission here, because that's why they give you a visa. They give you a visa to to study. Study should be your priority, no matter what. You shouldn't be carried away by the amount of money you make per month, or you're like you. Because when you convert some of this money, it gets to millions. You're like, so I do. I did this manager job and I made a million a month. You can get carried away and you lose focus. Try to, what I'll advise you, try to find a balance. Chase as much as you're chasing the money to, yeah, which is good. Chase the academics as well. Thing because, and I have testimony to back this and I'm saying, people that went through this path, many of them graduated on time yeah. and got wonderful, amazing jobs. At a norm, on a norm, they won't even get in Nigeria. Imagine yeah. working for equivalent of Shell or Chevron in, in, in Germany. Yeah. Ahead of ahead of the Germans. Because you have invested your, your time in getting that uh, education done. You have invested your time in acquiring that skills relevant to what you're looking out for and stuff. Eventually, you go for your interviews and they take you. You see, so including myself, I have really similar testimony. With the offer I have on the table right now. So you should always think on the long term, not the short term. So in a, in a, in a nutshell, in summary, find a balance. 
balance your work life, balance your study life. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that really makes sense. I mean, from my experience, it's not been the easiest, but you just have to find a balance. And if you don't find a balance, you'd be lost. In which case, I'm not even doing well in the academics. I'm not even doing well with the job. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thank you very much. I, I think this has been quite insightful. We spent almost an hour discussing this. And I think it makes sense to conclude. And I really appreciate you for your time. Is that something you think we should have talked about as regarding this subject? Um, not too much. I think we covered what we are looking out to cover and yeah maybe in your subsequent podcast if you need me again yeah i'm available all right once again thank you very much for your time i really appreciate this you're welcome thank you for having me here